0: Hello, 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 Oh, a bit of rap styling. Rap, no, beatboxing. Oh, beatboxing. It is Mel, it is Monte. Welcome to the Show and Tell podcast. I'm happy. It's school holidays and I'm not near the fucking kids. Oh,
1: do you know every time it gets to school holidays on that last day... I get so excited because I hate, uh, we've talked about this before, the school drop mm. off and pick up and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I bloody love it. Even though there's this pressure, they want to do stuff all the time. And I'm like, no, I feel guilty about it. And then I'm like, no, actually, it's like the second or third or fourth day of holidays, whatever it is, I've lost track of time. But I'm like, yeah, no, you don't. you don't have to do something every day.
0: Yeah, but see, you, you've you got inside pets. My pets, my boys are not inside pets. So, the school holidays to me is so anxiety-inducing because yeah. my boys fight like cats and dogs. So, I can't have them just hanging out at the house unless they're on a device, which then does my head in. Also, I have to organize activities. But then you, the, everything costs so much money and you get to the day they're like, I don't want to go. And I'm like, this has cost me 120 bucks to get you rat bags in there. You're doing it. I know. But so I don't like, I know a lot of people like, oh, school holidays are here. I don't, I much prefer the frazzle of getting them to school and picking them up, but having them actually outside the house. Like I would go school, I would have school all year round quite happily. Mm. Mm. Whenever I see people post going so sad, it's the end of the school holidays. I'm like, what? Your life is so unbelievably different to mine. No, never say I'm so sad to see that. Maybe when the kids are older and stuff. But I mean, I've got a one-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a ten-year-old, and the two—the older two—are just shocking. Hey, can I just say welcome to you if you are a new listener, and also welcome and g'day if you're one of our long-time listeners. We've got a few, Mm. a few newbies I know who are jumping on board and listening. So always great to have you. I'm Monty, and that's Mel. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay. I want to start off, a little while ago, a couple of episodes ago, we spoke about, Mel, how you've got your ADHD um, diagnosis, mm-hmm. and a bucket load of women are getting diagnosed now because we were overlooked as children. So, yes. usually, it used to be, you know, naughty little boys who were hyperactive is what mm. people used to think ADHD was. Like, just remember growing up, and they were on a current affair and stuff, they'd show kids just... Literally bouncing off the wall, yep. tearing the rooms apart. Like so cruel to film your kid like that too. I know. <laughs> but especially, especially for women
1: mm. and girls, like they say a lot of the time, especially when it's picked up in adulthood, there may have been no problems in primary school or even high mm. school because you've got that demand of, oh, you have to hand this in or whatever. Like someone like me, I was always, my reports were always, Melissa has potential if she focused in class. Melissa has potential yeah, has if she finished too. her work or completed her work, that sort of thing. But then they say that it really shows up if you go to uni, which is exactly what happened to me. I got like a year and a half in and then mm. that was it. I just
0: lost interest. because well, you're you left to your own devices. So if you don't have That's set right. deadlines and, you know, like which I guess you do to an extent in uni, but it's very much on you. And the lead times are so long as well, which probably if you can't focus – yes. Is really challenging. But there are, yeah, so there's so many people now coming out going, yeah, I've got ADHD, I didn't realize. And then you look back on your life and go, oh my God, yeah, that totally makes sense. I yep. did think I had it. And I went to a psychiatrist who said, because I've got chronic fatigue. And yes. they often use, if you've got shocking chronic fatigue, the same stimulant medication as they do for ADHD. So he's like, yes. I did the test. So a, the psychiatrist um, gave me a test and said, you know, mark these off. And he's like, look, there's a couple of ADHD things there, but I will put you on the medication mm. more for your chronic fatigue. And so yeah. I went on them, but I didn't find that it helped me at all. And I've got other mates, Mel, and same as you, like when you ha- if you have ADHD and you take the medication, it is just like, Boom! like you can focus yep. like one of my good mates is like oh my god this is how you all have been living where well, i didn't have that i didn't get high, like really hypo like you know like if you apparently if you have the medication you don't have adhd you feel like your heart's racing like you just feel like you're on speed i didn't feel like that so i yep. was like oh my god i've absolutely got adhd mm. and then when i spoke to the psychiatrist again he's like And I said, I'm not feeling the effects of this medication. He's like, oh, Mm. you've definitely got ADHD. But then you and I chatted, Mel, and I've done a lot more research. And I'm like, I Mm. do not have it. I really don't. I know there's parts of me. And I I know this sounds weird, but I wanted it. I wanted that to be my thing to go, okay, then I can medicate it. And maybe that's why I've got anxiety and and had depression and stuff like that. But I've been trying to make it link. I hands down feel I've got more neurodiversity than – do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know we're, we're all – everyone's neurodiverse. we are all got different brains. I mm. don't think I have ADHD. I don't think I'm autistic. But I, I feel like my brain is wired a little bit differently than other yep. people's, if that makes sense. It makes total sense. Because I just have certain things that I'm like, if I don't want to be touched, I can't be touched, yeah. like – there's just little things and my friend who is recently she's my age been um found out she is autistic and has ADHD. She laughs at me cuz she's like, "Oh my god, you're so much more neurodiverse." Or I'm getting all the terminology always wrong, but I'm like, "Yeah, I know, but I nothing marks out for me when I do any of the tests. I think there's some people like me who slip through the cracks a little bit." Yeah, I agree. Where you're not extreme at, at, any of the things so it's like well no you're not anyway so sorry this psychiatrist after I'm like I just do not relate to any of this and then he kind of backflipped on his diagnosis and I'm booking in for a second a second his initial diagnosis oops sorry that was wrong (laughs) yeah sorry that was wrong Uh, let's take those speedy pills off you now they didn't help that much with my chronic fatigue either so I was like I'm not taking these anymore
1: Yeah. And also they
0: made me lose a lot of weight and I was liking that too much. It was starting to scare me that I'm like, you're dropping so much weight and you're loving this and this is very triggering.
1: And the initial, oh, I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. Oh, I forgot to eat. Like I've never forgotten to eat. Like I could – you know when people say, I was so busy I forgot to eat. I'd be like – Oh, I never. No. I've never forgotten to eat. I will find even if I'm grabbing a handful of something, like never forget to eat. But – um. That's sort of, I feel like that's worn off now. I'm like, oh, I just want to s- sort of enjoy uh, some food
0: like I'm not. So you're not hungry at all ever?
1: No. I, I, have, to, I have to sort of say to myself, you, you really need to eat. At night when the medication's worn off that's when I get hungry. So I'll sit down and have a normal dinner, but I need to mindfully say to myself, okay, you got to have something to eat because mm. then it sort of zaps your energy a bit too.
0: Well, that's the thing is I think it became a double-edged sword to me. I would, would be so, like I'd never in my life have had to force myself to eat like the opposite, yeah. do you know what I mean? And on those pills I was like, oh, it's 4 o'clock and you haven't eaten anything. And I'm like, this is, must be so bad for my body, Yeah, and especially when you got chronic fatigue too, do you know what I mean? I felt like it just was on – A bad loop. So if you're on them, you have to really strictly, you almost have to set a reminder to get yourself to eat. Because I feel like it can be like, how can your body keep surviving for that long? If you're only, if you're eating such small amounts of food.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And the first couple of weeks I was like, this is it. This is great. And because the, the difference to my life, my, um, like being tired during the day, gone my ability to focus on things. Like I remember when we had the site up and running in terms of writing articles. And I remember you would be like, oh, have you written something for today? And I'm like, no, I haven't written anything. And you guys would be like, almost not in an aggressive way, but, like, how's this taking so long? Like, we need to, Mm. you know, change a routine around. And I was like, how do you not understand how long it's taking? But now I look back and I'm like, that's because I would be looking through for stuff to – no, that's not good enough. No, that's not good enough. No, no, no. And Mm. then I'd write and then I'd be reading but not taking the words in. So I would reread and reread. And it's like, you know, when you read words but the words aren't going into your head, you're not understanding what you're reading, even though I'd written it myself.
0: Mm. Isn't that amazing? Because we didn't – because you did a lot of writing for our site. We've pulled back a lot on the writing on the site. But, yeah, you're right. That would be our main thing with you is it's like why is it taking you so long, like your time management? If we knew now that because you had ADHD, do you know what I mean, how differently – and there would be a million things like that through your lifetime where people would be like, what the hell, your time management's so bad. But it's not – There's none of it was by choice for you. It's so funny. I was
1: talking to my husband about it the other day and I was saying to him, it's like, it's like I've found the
0: root. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know,
1: oh, why are you so anxious all the time? Like the anxiety is feeling like you're not coping like everyone else. This Mm -hmm. whole, oh, I can't, I can't keep up with work. I can't keep up with home. I'm failing everywhere but that's just because of all the shit going on in your head. So of course you're going to feel anxious because you feel like you're not at the standard everyone else is. And why is everything so hard for me?
0: Yeah. Do you find that now that you've been on the medication that that has eased?
1: I think it's eased. I think the thing with ADHD meds is it's, like I wish there was a tablet you could take that was almost like an antidepressant that just worked all the time. Mm.
0: Yeah, because as soon as it – because they do wear off. Like you don't get – I mean you yeah. can become very dependent on them but it's not like – so if you stop it one day, you're not going to get sick like if you just stopped your antidepressant cold too. That's
1: right. So I don't take them on the weekend, say. But I feel on the weekend really like, oh, my God, how did
0: I live like this before? That's Wow. Well, so they're definitely doing what they should for you then. We had um, one of you legends write into us. I'm not going to say your name. um, And I'm going to call you Becky Boo. This is what you wrote. Hello, love listening to this episode where we did discuss um, your previous di- your diagnosis of mm-hmm. ADHDML would love to hear more about the process for the diagnosis and how did you know to get tested? Also, was it expensive getting tested? So, your process was quite different to mine. I just got a yes. referral to the psychiatrist mm-hmm. and then he did um, a questionnaire for me and he, that's where he was like, yeah, I think that there is some there. Then he's revoked that, obviously. But- that you do need to get a referral to a psychiatrist who can diagnose you and then give you the medication. So yeah, it's not cheap. I forget what he was. If you've got private health, I think you can get a bit you might get a bit back on Medicare. But it's definitely not. Psychiatrists are not cheap. No. Well, my initial consult um
1: I think was around 5 or 600 bucks, the initial consult and you do get a bit back from Medicare, but then every time you you want to see them. There's 200,
0: 300 bucks. That's the yeah, thing. So but that's until, yeah, go Here's on. the thing now. What if you don't have the money to pay for that? Would you go through, like what, you, I guess you would go through, I, I don't know. I don't know how you. there is a way around, because there would be a bucket load of people who cannot afford that, and so they would need a diagnosis as well. So I guess you would go through... Your GP you have to go through the, yeah, the public And system, say I need but- to, yeah, which would take a lot longer to get your diagnosis. But it is worth, um, it is worth doing because I think there's so many people who are like, oh, it just I just, yeah, like Mel, you know, with time management, with a lot of people, you can't focus, get tasks done. You might be doing one task and then get distracted by doing another task. Yeah. Like there's quite a, there's quite a few different little things that you're like, ah. Oh, Time management, and that's what made me think mine was. I, in terms of time management for me, I can get stuff done, but Mel, you were like, oh, you rush a lot, and I do to get it off my to-do list. Yeah, yeah. And so there's little things like that where it's like, hold on, is that if I'm not interested in something, I'll just quickly get it done? But then I'm like, do most people do that if they're not that interested in things? This is
1: what I think. If you suspect that you might have that or any sort of neurodiversity diversity, at all right if there's a suspicion but you feel like I'm happy enough in my life that Mm. makes me who I am I'm fine well then good that's awesome but I think it's when you feel like it's you can't control it anymore or you you feel like you're you're just exhausted and you're like I Mm. can't live like this anymore it's impacting your life so much I think that's when you've definitely got to got to get onto it i think we have a really good healthcare system here mm-hmm. going public i i actually don't even know i think it's probably something people need to speak to their gps
0: about yeah but there obviously is is definitely a way and a cheaper way of doing it It's just probably the time frame is probably a bit longer because it takes like for me to get into that psychiatrist took over six months to me get too. into him took and ages I'm, yeah it takes a long time so if you've got if you're even thinking about oh, okay i want to get some testing done book in because you're probably a is off actually getting it done but also it's so funny the labeling thing like Mm. you know and I think especially around kids there's a lot of chat whether labels are helpful or not and I look at them as tools not like I think it's also how you word it say to your child but also to yourself it's like For you, Mel, for example, having your diagnosis now explains a lot of things. Yes. And you can medicate yourself properly. You know what I mean? Like I think Mm. there's so many people who are like no labels are no good, but I think that they can be really powerful and change your life and help you get the help you need, have acceptance for some of the things you do or can't do. Um, You can get help. There's medication, but there's also
1: lots of other things you can do to help – make, make things that you struggle with a lot easier. So time management when it comes to work and deadlines and all that sort of stuff, there are, it's not like, Oh, I've got to pop a pill and, and that's it. There's heaps more work that needs to be done, you know, but it's just getting that motivation to do it as well.
0: Well, it's always a combo of stuff, isn't it? Like you're never going to have a pill that's just going to fix everything. Like I'm back on antidepressants after going off them last year and becoming really unwell. And then I was like, Mm. I'm okay mentally. And then I just took such a deep dive and became so unbelievably flat and low. And I felt so unsettled. I just remember going, I'm unsettled. I don't want to be, I didn't want to be in Byron anymore. I didn't want to move back to Melbourne. And then I'm like, I just want to escape this feeling. And it was for months and months. And now I'm back on pills that have helped me so much. I'm never going off them. But I can't. That's not my only thing. Do you know what I mean? Like I still yeah. sometimes feel really anxious and flat. So I am doing. Got a psycho. I do CBT with. I meditate, exercise. Yeah. Like you can If you are, I think anyone has to have a whole tool belt of tool belt of stuff. Totally. You know what I mean? But if you do suffer, or you do have things like you and I, which I shouldn't say suffer. So you got to learn all the fucking terminology. But sometimes you do. I do suffer from depression and anxiety sometimes it is well, suffering be, god yeah totally no. is um something else like god, this is a quite a heavy um heavy podcast but for, you were reading up on pmdd so a lot of you will know this but a lot of you won't so pms we all are, or pmt we're all familiar with but yeah. pmdd i only found out about this late last year because one of my friends suffers really badly from it yeah um and it is basically PMS to a whole other extreme. Oh, my God. It's called premenstrual
1: dysphoric disorder. Mm-hmm. I feel like every time I say something, I feel like, oh, my God, everyone's going to think I'm like one of these hypochondriacs that thinks I've got everything. <laughs> but I think I've got it.
0: <laughs> so to, so what are the what – what
1: is it? Exactly. Okay. So basically we all know what PMS is. You might be a bit cranky, a bit bloated, sore boobs, headachey, whatever. The, the, those mm. signs you know your period's coming. You might be a little bit short-tempered. But PMDD is like, extre- like the extremity of those feelings, so extreme irritability, anxiety, or depression, and they can come within a few days or a couple of weeks prior to you getting mm. your period, which mm. is,
0: I mean, when you think of how many days – that is, well, that's, that's what happened to my friend for two weeks beforehand. She was just yeah, really depressed, really yeah. low, anxiety through the roof, feeling terrible. And then, um, but then, so she'd have two months of the, two weeks of the month feeling okay before it would start again. Like yeah. debilitating. It's not just a I because I don't have that, but I do get PMS occasionally where I'm so irritable and I'm just like ugh and then i'm always shocked when my period comes i'm like oh that's why i was in oh, such a that's bad mood. why
1: that's why
0: <laughs> it would be so debilitating it's awful for
1: so many women so it says um it affects 3 to 8% of women now if you're one of these you know it you just you know, know what it, you're yes. like and and More um, importantly, everyone you live with or work with would know it. They know. (laughs) But it says sudden sadness, tearfulness, and even thoughts of suicide, which is extreme. Please talk to your GP, if that's happening to you. Um, Lasting irritability and anger that may affect others, tearfulness and feeling out of control, lack of interest in daily activities and relationships. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's me. That's me. There's almost this Mm. when I start to bleed – this relief.
0: Oh, fuck. Thank God. Yeah. Right, yes. Yeah.
1: Because it's like you're, you're walking around yelling at everyone angry, you know, like annoyed. And then you're in the shower, like bawling your eyes out. Like, what? Yeah. Oh my God. Everything is so shit. And you're like, but hang on. I wasn't like this last week. Like it's just, oh, it's intense. But if you feel like you've got that speak to your GP about it, I can mate, definitely, there shit. are things
0: you can do. I know the female body so well, but there's a lot of things like you can, I've got a friend also, which I don't recommend this, but did work with her GP in a few days, before like when this starts to happen, has antidepressants for that certain amount of time to get her oh, through okay. those. She literally would leave her house sometimes and go and stay somewhere else because it was so awful for her and her partner, yeah. that they were like, the period yurt, she used to call it, and just go and escape. Either he or she would. And that's extreme. Do you know what I mean? Like, so that yeah. shows that it's not fake. It's pretty hectic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh,
0: the joy. Um. Anyway, hey. Hey. Hit us up anytime. We'd love to hear from you. You can um, yeah. direct message us and we can go over anything again. We can cover any topics you would like to be covered. Follow us on Show and Tell um, online on our Instagram mm-hmm. um, and direct message us there and... Um, Thank you to our patrons as well. If you can grab a membership, head over to patreon.com forward slash Online. I think they start from about $4 a month just to help with the running of it. Um, so thanks to you guys. You get an extra potty every couple of weeks over there. But have fun, champions.
1: Love yous. Tootie McRae.